Welcome into the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Across from me, as always, Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at WoodonESPN1000. Jordan, we've got a great one for you this today. We go out to Brazil. As Vin Diesel says it in one of the Fast and Furiouses. I can't remember does he which say one. That? Yeah. Does he say it like that? Yeah, he does. He goes, this okay. is Brazil. When they're about to race. It's great. It's awesome. You should do a Fast and the Furious marathon before uh, this. I've seen, I think, two and a half of those Oh, come on, dude. They're awesome. How have you not seen all of them twice? I know. I know. I look, and I love The Rock. I know he's in a few of them. I love, I think John Cena's in like two of them. Yeah. Uh, You know, rest in peace, Paul Walker. Um, (laughs) Vin Diesel's, you know. Well, I'm, tra- yeah, I'm trying to know. figure out which one uh, they go to Brazil in. Oh, it's Fast Five when they go to Brazil. Okay. And he he faces off with The Rock like The Rock is going to arrest him. And he's like, you can't arrest me. This is Brazil. <laughs> it's so awesome. Wait, they all, like, so like The Rock's like a villain in the fifth one, but then he's a good guy in like the sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth. Well, one. no, I mean, technically he's not a villain. He's like he works for the police and they're like he's he's a in, like by societal standards, he is the good guy because he's supposed to be like a cop or army or whatever. Right. But but, like, but he's trying there, to bust is there another, them. Is there a bad guy in the movie or no? Yeah, and then they come together and they try to fight people. Yes, like yeah. that's they realize that you know the greater good and the all whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they become friends because it's all about family and all that kind of stuff. It's awesome. How do you not like those movies? Come on. Look, look I mean, I, I fine. I haven't seen those. I haven't seen any of the John Wicks. Oh, what are you doing with I'm your time? I'm disappointed that I'm admitting that, that I haven't seen any of those. But I do pride myself that I've seen, like, I have seen, like, a lot of great movies. And, like, I'm not one of those guys that, like, hasn't seen The Godfather or something like that. You no, know? those don't I don't care about those. Those are, okay, those are so... stupid. You need to watch. You need to watch stuff that is just dumb and you don't need to, like, really care about, but that's awesome at the same time. Yeah. Man, now that I'm realizing that, like I, I'm like you, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not caught up on the Mission Impossible's. Ah, what do you? So I wasn't a big Mission Impossible guy until Shane Norling produces seen Captain any Jack Hood. Reachers. Yeah. I, I don't do Jack Reacher. Okay, um, what's what else was that good? I've seen all the Diehards. Okay, I've seen all the Indiana Jones. All right, um, dude, you gotta you gotta get on Fast, Fast and Furious and John John Wick might be next. No, for you. John Wick. My brother gives me shit all the time for not yeah. watching any of the. You John gotta Wick. watch John Wick. Those are yeah. awesome. Yeah, and that's all about his, his dog, right? Kind of. Kind of. Not really, but yeah. All right, so let's go to Brazil. Let's as go to Brazil! The UFC will be heading there this weekend ahead of another pay-per-view next weekend, but uh, let's kick this one off. We've got uh, Derek Lewis and Jailson Almeida as the main event. We'll get to that one in a little bit, but let's start with Ismail Bonfim and Vic Pichel. Bonfim minus 500 in this lightweight division matchup, uh, and Pichel plus 340 here. The underdog Bonfim is 19-4 and four overall, heading into his third appearance for the UFC this year. Pichel is 41 years old, so he might be like the Vin Diesel, I guess, of this uh, <laughs> of this pay-per-view because he's old. Uh, and he suffered a unanimous decision loss in- to Mark O'Madson in April of 2022 and hasn't fought since. So can from hell Pichel uh, get the upset here against Bonfim? Look, I, I, I think that several of these fights on the main card, uh, and there's a couple of them we can maybe highlight on the prelims, that the odds 
are, are extremely lopsided, and I don't understand why. I mean, I understand like why Bonfim should be the favorite. You know, he's looked he's looked good in his two wins in the UFC. Uh, he's got very lethal striking, knockout power. Uh, he's obviously the younger fighter, but Pichel, like you know, as his nickname says, comes from hell. Like, and literally, that's the type of fight that he's going to bring. Constantly moving forward, pressure top game, and this is the type of fight stylistically, like it's going to be contested on the feet. And I understand that that Bonfim, the last time they were in Brazil, had an impressive victory. He survived the onslaught of Terence McKinney and knocked him out. But then, you know, he he, he went up in competition, and, and Benoit Saint Denis, like you know, got him out of there in a the round. So that this is his first fight off of that. And, you know, even though Pichel is up there in age, like, he's been in there with a better, uh, you know, schedule, a better list of competition. I think if you look at, like, the five guys that Pichel has fought over his last five fights, and I believe he's he's three and two in those fights with, like, you know, the loss to Madsen, but a win over Austin Hubbard, a win over Jim Miller, a win over Roosevelt Robertson, a loss to Gregor Gillespie. Like, I, I, don't, I can't say confidently that Bonfim goes three and two or better in those five fights. So... For me, in a fight that's going to be contested on the feet, Pichel, a guy that doesn't get knocked out uh, and, and I think can, can bring pressure, not going to be intimidated going to Sao Paulo, Brazil. Like, Pichel at those odds, absolutely worth a play at plus three, Ooh, whatever, you know, whatever okay. he is currently today. Plus 340. So going with the underdog here, if we look at method of victory, uh, Bonfim to win by knockout is plus 130. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Bonfim to win by decision is plus 175. Pichel to win by decision is plus 600. And Bonfim to win by submission is plus 400. I don't think the submission is coming into play. There's a little bit of me that says, yeah, there's the possibility that Bonfim lands something and we do see Pichel's lights uh, go out. But I think you don't want to you know, mess around with it. I could, I could see Bonfim winning a decision. I could see Pichel winning a submission or getting a stoppage you know, later in the fight. But I think just what I've seen of Bichelle, and he's a guy that's cashed before for me uh, as an underdog, a guy that, that I really like his game, constant pressure. Again, uh, not going to be intimidated at those odds. I, I think he's definitely worth a play. So I like him to pull off the upset. All right. Our next fight, a clash of styles, Rodolfo Vieira. Basically a pick of minus 110, Armin Petrosian also minus 110. So on the card, as far as odds go, this is going to be, by Vegas standards, one of the better fights. Uh, you've got Rodolfo Vieira here. It, like I mentioned, minus 110. He is the Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion. Uh, he's gone 4-2 and two through his first six UFC appearances, where you've got Petrosian here. Uh, his Three and one with his lone setback coming uh, a while ago. So we've got three and one here for Petrosian. A little bit of clash in styles here. Some Muay, Muay Thai from Petrosian and submission guy in Vieira. How do you think this one goes? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you got Hadolfo Vieira, like like world champion, Abu Dhabi champion. Like we talk about, you know, and and obviously when when you think about Brazil, you think of Hoist Gracie and like some of the wizards that we've seen on the ground, a Damian Maya, a Jacare Souza, uh, Charles Oliveira, guys that are just absolute like wizards on the ground. Like this guy, like I think from a grappling and a submission standpoint, like stands above even all of them. If this fight gets to the ground, it is a fish out of water. Armin Petrosian is going to be a whole lot of issues handling it. 
the thing about it is, is that is kind of like Hadolfo Vera is like one discipline. He's still one of those kind of old school guys that like is great somewhere in one skill set and just amateur rudimentary and everywhere else. Um, we, we've seen him struggle uh, with guys then when he can't get the fight to the ground. We've seen him struggle with cardio, uh, you know, something that has plagued Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners, even though they're, they're trained to roll and grapple for, for forever, um, trying to get this fight to the ground. And look, Armin Petrosian is going to be a tough guy to do that against. Very well-versed on the feet, long and lengthy for the division, very good kickboxing background. So you mentioned the the, the skills and kind of the differences that we're going to see between the two guys. So um, I understand why it's a pick Um I'm probably, I'm probably going to be on the side of Vieira just because it's, it's, it's like the home game, you know, it's going to be the home game crowd. And like, we've seen this before where like, there's just something in the water. There's a surge of energy, even though I just didn't pick the Brazilian in the previous fight. Um, I, I'm going to go heavy up on Brazilians throughout the, this, this card. I just think that they're going to find ways to be successful, feed off of that crowd. Uh, you know, they're going to be, the, the Brazilian crowd's going to be chanting, you are going to die uh, to every single non-Brazilian that's walking to the cage. Oh, that's great. good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Um, uh, so I think Vieira wins the fight. I think they certainly understand that, you know, from a, from a, a money line standpoint, and probably if you want to put a little bit of a sprinkle, then you, you obviously look at uh, Vieira uh, to get, to get a submission. Um, it's only plus 200. Yeah, I mean that's that, but that's how he that's how he typically wins fights. Like he's gonna he's gonna get a guy out of there via submission, or he's probably gonna like lose a decision or or, or get knocked out. I mean, look at it nine nine uh, of nine wins, uh, eight of them via submission. So yeah, um, that's what he's known for. But it's a difficult task for sure against a guy in Armin Petrosian. All right, so uh, like you said, Vieira by submission is plus two hundred, and we're going to go with the money line play as well at minus one ten. There's not really. Uh, I mean, that's a good play just because it's minus 110. That's pretty basic odds for any sporting event that you would go to gamble on and then sprinkle a little bit plus 200, maybe double your money uh, by Rodolfo Vieira by submission. Uh, our next fight here, Rodrigo Nascimento against Dantel Mays. Nascimento minus 200 against Mays, who is plus 160. This is actually a rematch. Uh, Nascimento, uh, who's going to be 31, comes in on a two-fight winning streak, undefeated in his last three. And you've got Dantel Mays, who has lost his first two outings to Cyrogain and Nascimento. Uh, so, I mean, this is a rematch. What do you expect in this one? Yeah, this is a rematch like we we no, we never wanted to ask for. And, <laughs> and, 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 quite, and quite honestly, I don't think a lot of people know that we're getting. Like, you know, the, the, the fact that these, you know, it's just like some middle tier, you know, heavyweights that, uh, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you know, Nascimento uh, is coming off of uh, a victory. And in his last fight, uh, or you know, his previous two fights, uh, the, the same for um, Dontel Mays with a victory over Andre Olovsky. We were on the other side of that, so get disappointed in that. I, I think, look, this is just you know comes down to Nascimento being able to get this fight to the ground. Dontel Mays really hasn't shown uh, the ability to get up off of his back uh, once the fight gets there, and I don't think that Dontel Mays, from like a power standpoint, a stand-up standpoint, is going to be threatening for. Uh, Nascimento. So I think we're going to get the same result. I think we're going to get a submission at, not for Nascimento at some point in the fight. So under, as it is usually plays in heavyweight fights, and you know a submission victory for Nascimento. It's really cut and dry with the, with this type of fight. I'm surprised we're getting it. Maybe it's you know again current favor for the Brazilian crowd. 
kudos to Dante Mays for taking a fight and going down to Sao Paulo, Brazil. But I think it's pretty, it's a wash here that, that Nascimento is going to get a pretty easy victory. All right. So if we look at that, Nascimento uh, plus 240 to win by submission. Do you want to go with that? Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, look, Nascimento is known for that. Again, Dante Mays really struggles with, with fights that get to the ground. I don't think Nascimento is going to, you know, he, if he's going to, you know, get the, the, a finish, he's going to hurt Dante Mays, but not finish it via strikes, you know, hunt for a neck and try and get him out of there. All right, works for me. Our worst fight on the card, as far as odds go, uh, Gabrielle Bonfim is minus 650. Nicholas Dalby is plus 420. This is kind of like what we saw a couple weeks ago uh, with that pay-per-view where every all the odds were crazy long here. Uh, Bonfim has, po- has posted consecutive first-round submission wins to start off his UFC career, and Dalby has three straight victories and wins in five of his last seven appearances since coming back to UFC. Uh, 22-4-1 record with two no contests and he uh like when i'm looking here through my notes here is dalby uh he is his his main game is cardio so uh he can outlast just, he can, yeah he's the terminator he, he just can like, outlast keeps anybody after yeah. You. yeah yeah he keeps coming after you um it, I, this is i think stylistically you know or kind of like a matchup similarly to, to, to bomb team's brother you know who opens up the main card with the shell and and you know while uh, you know, Claudio, uh, you know, Bonfim uh, is, is known or excuse me, Gabriel Bonfim is known for his, his submissions. Ismail, as we talked about, known for his striking. So Bonfim's the more special talent of the two. Uh, you know, there's a reason he's 15 and 0 and all the submissions that he's had. Uh, and he's looked really good, you know, in his couple of fights that he's had in the UFC uh, with, with the, you know, three very quick submissions. Uh, notable on, on the regional scene as well, came from LFA, which is a very strong regional promotion. Um, I just find it hard to, uh, to make an argument for Bonfim at those odds, thinking that a, he's not going to be the better striker than Nicholas Dalby. And more importantly for me, like Dalby has been in there with some very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners, uh, and, and has never been submitted in his MMA career. He's never stopped in his MMA career. You know, he's, he's 22 and four, um, with a couple of no contests and, and a guy also, as you just alluded to, very strong, you know, coming after you with the cardio. So I think this is a situation where, you know, all in all likelihood, Bonfim's going to feed off the crowd. He's going to have a lot of energy. Maybe he'll even have uber, uh, you know, super amped energy if his brother is also victorious earlier on in the card. But it's either, Adam, I'm sorry to say it's, it's either a no play for me, not even a parlay stuffer because it's right. minus 750. It's not... Yeah. If you need to play this fight, you play Nicholas Dalby. Okay. You play Nicholas Dalby. But... <laughs> he's cashed. He's cashed before. He's a veteran. He's been in every uh, you know environment imaginable fighting. He and, and again to a guy in, in that that like was out of the UFC, like was in the UFC and then was out of it and had to fight his way back to getting to the UFC and now has has been a mainstay of the UFC since 2019. You know, and beating some really tough guys in Alex Oliveira and Daniel Rodriguez and and, and Waruli Alves and the King of Kung Fu. We cashed on that fight, by the way, uh, the last time <laughs> out. So, like, you know, look, that that's how I feel about it. So, um, it's not a confidence play as I do with Pichel, uh earlier on against Bonfim's brother, but it's it's Dalby or nothing for me in this one. I just, I, well, and I think Bonfim could be had for plus money at submission right now. I mean, if he gets it done, yeah, good plus for him. Plus one forty right now. Yeah, if he gets it done like that, good for him. He's special. Dalby's never been submitted. 
All right, we will pass on that fight then. Our main event. I feel like we've said Derek Lewis's name like five times this year. How many times has this dude fought this year? Uh, he is an underdog here at plus 360 in this heavyweight main event. Both these guys in the top 10. Jalton Almeida, minus 350 to beat the Black Beast. Derek Lewis, plus 360. Uh, Almeida's earned five straight victories uh, coming up to heavyweight now. And then the 38-year-old Derek Lewis, who I mentioned, uh, is, he fought it. UFC 291 It's a 33-second knockout of Marcos Rodero de Lima. So, I mean, he just fought, like, not too long ago. I mean, obviously, 33 seconds doesn't take a lot out of you, but the training and all that kind of stuff might. But now he's back again to fight yeah. in a main event against Jalton Almeida, and he is a heavy underdog. Yeah, well, third fight for uh, Derek Lewis this, this year. Uh, you know, he has taken this fight on short notice. This was originally supposed to be Curtis Blades. Uh, Blades, I think, had an injury, so they called Derek Lewis. And you're right, yeah, like you know, and Derek Lewis needed what he did, you know, against Marcus Ogier de Lima. He ran right at him, flew through a flying knee, didn't connect on the flying knee, or, or, or partially connected, and then just got on top of de Lima, and de Lima just couldn't get up. And uh, had that fight not gone that way, you know, Derek Lewis was staring at maybe four losses in a row, and, and five of his last. Uh, six and obviously Derek Lewis is special. I mean, he's he he's the you know KO king, uh, holds the record multiple times for, for knockouts in the heavyweight division, knockouts in MMA, and you know still at, at at his age, you know hits hits like a truck. And he's one of the special personalities you know that we have in the UFC. So as long as that dude can keep fighting, uh, I'm gonna keep watching. But he's running into a buzzsaw in uh, Jalton Almeida, who's a guy that you know athletic enough to flip between light heavyweight and heavyweight. I think he's settled on in, in, in the heavyweight division and it's just a monster, especially if this fight gets to the ground. And that is an area where Derek Lewis has continually struggled if the fight gets to the ground. And I think that that's going to be uh, the result. Jalton Omeda, there's a reason why he was put on this card to headline, uh, you know, you know, again, first off against Curtis blades, which is a completely different matchup. You got to worry about takedowns and stuff like that with blades. This one, avoid defeat, get a double leg, and I do not see Derek Lewis getting up. So um, some of those books like at, offer like how many takedowns are landed in the fight. I say one, uh, and I think that, that Jelton Omeda is going to just do that in the first round at some point, and Derek Lewis is not going to be able to get up, uh, and Almeida is going to get a quick, quick submission victory. Thank you for showing up, Derek Lewis, taking this fight on short notice. We will also take care of the speeding ticket that you got uh, or the reckless driving ticket you got <laughs> caught with before you uh, made the trip down to Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, but Jalton Omeda is going to win this fight uh, and then probably be in line for like a title eliminator with us now getting a new interim heavyweight champion next week with Sergey Pavlovich uh, and uh, Tom Aspinall uh, in the New York co-main event. Yeah, that's going to be a much better uh, card overall. Uh, Jonathan Almeida by submission is minus 115, so they're not even giving you plus odds on a submission uh, on a method of victory here. But, I mean, if you think he's going to get submitted, I don't think minus 115 is bad, so we'll add that to the list of picks uh, for this fight. Yeah, I mean, look, and you look, you, and, he, and Jonathan Almeida is, like, just prepared for this fight, uh, you know, in May, like when he took on John Zunio Rosenstrike, you know. Yeah. Rosenstrike is a guy that, that is lethal on the feet but cannot – give you anything off on the ground and uh you know eventually that fight got to the ground and eventually Jaltino Omeda got the rear naked joke yeah 
And so that is uh, the main event. And so we're going to go with Almeida by submission at minus 115. Our other picks, a sprinkle on Pichel to open up this main card at plus 340. Vieira minus 110. And also we're going to take by submission at plus 200. Nascimento by submission at plus 240. And Almeida by submission at minus 115. Anything else on this card that you're looking at as we exit Brazil? I am surprised still that Angela Hill can be had at plus money. I get it that she's kind of, she's looked a little suspect her last two fights. Uh, Denise uh, Denise Gomes is, comes in with a lot of power. She's Brazilian, you know. She's 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 flashed some knockout power in a couple of her uh, UFC appearances. But but the way that uh, Angela Hill fights at distance, a, a woman that has not been knocked out, uh, I think you know she survives that first round and starts to outpoint Gomes uh, and and steals a decision. Even though you know going to decision in Brazil. But the Brazilian, questionable, but she's at plus money. I'd play her. All right. He's Jordan Sherwood. You can follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. You can get all of his picks at fatjacksports.com. NFL, college football, basketball, hockey, anything you want is at fatjacksports.com. He's red hot right now in the NFL and college football, so make sure you get signed up today, fatjacksports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah, and we will be back next week. We've got a pay-per-view UFC 295. We'll preview that next week on the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.